Hello and welcome to the Wizards of Drivel podcast. My name is David Cowdershaw and I'm joined by Tony Lloyd. Josh Time. Uh, sorry. Hello, Dave. Hiya, Tony. I'm glad you're feeling able to talk because I, I'm, I'm sure that you'll have been rendered speechless over the course of the last 24 hours, but uh, you're here now, which is great. And also here is Stoke City Twitter's very own Tom Thrower. Nathan Jones. Uh, oh, right, OK. We're not doing that. But. Yes. Oh, well, what a night. Since we've last recorded an episode, um, we had the prospects of games against Brentford and Nottingham Forest to look forward to. And I was quite confidently predicting a battering at the hands of the bees and almost certainly uh, the the thought of us pulling up any tricky trees was well beyond my my thoughts. Um, but we've won both and we look like a sorry, uh, we look like a competent football side. Fucking hell. Let's start with last night. Nottingham Forest won Stoke City four. It needed a Aristotelian confluence of events for Forrest not to make the playoffs. And thanks to us, and thanks to Swansea, Swi- Swansea, Switty? Swansea City, they have managed it. But let's talk about Stoke. Tony, Josh Tymon was good. I, I, d- I don't know. I, I might have mentioned on a previous pod... It, I, I'm not 100% sure. I think I might have mentioned once that I thought he might be a, a fairly good option um, on the left, uh, possibly in a wing-back sort of situation. Um, but to be honest, when he... I mean, I was very excited two games ago when he was on the bench, even though he didn't come on. And then... I was very excited again that he was at least still in the squad and with a chance of playing. And then when he came on, it felt a bit like he was coming on to be the scapegoat because we were clearly about to collapse. Because we were in that difficult one-all, we've given away our lead kind of situation. And it was just like, oh, this is a bit bittersweet. But also I was so excited that he was actually coming on that I'm not 100% sure what happened after that point. Um, but then, fairly soon after he came on, we scored a goal and then another goal, both of which I think he was quite heavily involved in, nay, made. Um, and it was fucking brilliant. And I very much enjoyed that. But obviously I also enjoyed the all-round performance of the whole team because it's a team sport. <laughs> But it was really, really, really good. Um, but also, I think Jordan Thompson was really good as well. Yeah, Am you, I allowed you to can say, say what you like. He, 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 he felt he, he just like, but until he went off, presumably a bit knackered, he just seemed to be every time Forrest had the ball and an opportunity to cross it or put a decent ball into the box. He, whichever side of the pitch it was, he always seemed to be right on their toe, harassing them or deflecting mm. the shot away for a corner or doing something good. And the only time he didn't seem to be right there was when he was marking somebody who wasn't picked out from that corner they scored from. 
but I've, he really, really impressed me yesterday for the, probably the first time I've been wowed by him, I think. But obviously it was mostly about Josh Tymon. Uh, Tom, uh, what what did you make of the performance last night? I mean, it's hard to know where to begin, uh, apart from for, for Tony, who knows where to begin and end with Josh Tymon. Um <laughs> <laughs> I know these end of season games can sort of throw up a bit of mad results. I remember us battering West Brom four one when they'd already been, already been promoted to the Premier League on a final day. But it's it was a real real sign of optimism for next season, wasn't it? You you've got to be uh, taking away not only this but the Brentford results and just really feeling positive uh, going into next season, right? My favourite bit was how terrible we were for the first 60 minutes. I thought that was really, really nice for us to be so bad and then finish like a pack of very angry and upset wolves who just wanted to, you know, score goals because that was fun. Um, I thought that, that, that combo of McLean wide left with time and behind him, both sort of chalk on boots winger and wing back must be really confusing for uh, a right back to deal with who's probably developed through the entirety of their football playing against um, inside forwards who cut inside is, is sort of the traditional thing that you come up against most times to suddenly being like oh my god they're both going to run on my outside and I don't know how to stop them please make it stop Um it was just nice. We've just been so good. And not good as in like a... Um, I don't know how to explain it because it, it feels very similar to how um, O'Neill's Northern Ireland are. They can control a game without having the ball and not in a purely sense of we're just defending like hell. Although some of the defending um, since the Leeds loss has just been spectacular. And the way people are putting... Their, their bodies on the line but we seem to just be able to let the opposition have the ball where we want them to have it they don't really get into dangerous areas there was a few shaky moments against Forest where they did have some really good chances um, but but ultimately we seem to pick up on them um, and sort of ride them out which we didn't used to do I mean we would have been three goals down before we even looked like scoring in the past so yeah to go off the season and like O'Neill said to sort of start next season because of the short gap with these two results is just I'm getting hopeful and that scares me Sorry, dare I suggest that this um, confidence in our defensive play is stemming from the goalkeeper because not he's, he's doing the saves, he's doing the catches and he's also looking like a man who's uh, being trusted by his defence and what does Jack Butland do at this point? Where does he go? Can we sell him? I don't really want to talk about transfers too much today, uh, but uh, Adam Davis, once again, just a solid, reliable presence. And you saw like Bruno's uh, clearance last night and the fact that James Chester is beginning to look like the player we thought he was initially and Danny Bart has turned into Beckenbauer somehow, and uh, just, just goal machine. Um, I think... <laughs> The the fact of playing Davis in goal has had a lot to do with that, and there have been players who've started to f- feel a bit more free these these past few games. Uh, Jordan Thompson being one, I agree. I think uh, he's he's been very good. Um, 
And Gregory is finding his uh, goal-scoring touch again from a combined distance of about a yard, but still, they all count. Uh, what were you going to say, Tony? Uh, oh, yeah, no, it was about the... Tom was talking about confidence, and I was imagining what it would be like to be really confident going into the final game of a regular season, knowing that as long as you didn't lose by a six-goal swing, you were in the playoffs. Um, what a lovely okay. feeling that would be. Can I just say that I absolutely adore the championship. It's just so utterly magnificent. <laughs> um, so I was I was following the games last night in the pub um, and I just had a, an alert for every single game, even like Bristol City Preston, which meant nothing. And it just was carnage. It was like, oh shit, so-and-so has scored. What does that do for the table? Uh, oh, goal for Luton, what does that mean? Oh, goal for Barnsley. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And in amongst all this sort of fever and sort of going to the live updating table and saying the words as it stands really loudly and then uh, finding that subtracting 12 from Wigan's point total got a lot harder (laughs) as the night progressed. In amongst all that, we have Stoke scoring four (laughs) in a game we had absolutely no right to... no, No right to win. Just, like, they they need... They didn't just need a didn't just need to get a point against us. They needed just to not lose by a bad margin. That is that is like I I cannot imagine being a Forest fan right now. I I think I would have to give up the sport because I don't think you can sink any lower than that kind of outright bottle job. It was stunning. I love the championship. I've got a series I've got a series of texts through the evening from a good friend of mine who's a Forest fan. <laughs> it I don't was, think I've was seen. so I don't he, think was, I've he was so angry ah. when we scored sorry he was so oh, angry right. when we scored one. And then he was so he's not a gracious person when a team that he supports beats a team that I support. And I've been waiting a long time for us to do something terrible to Forrest. And it, with Josh, it, like genuinely, I woke up at five o'clock this morning and I had to like run downstairs and make sure it wasn't all a dream. <laughs> and I think that the nice thing about that is you've been waiting for so long to play Forrest and do something bad against Forrest because we've been so much better than Forrest for like the entirety of my lifetime. <laughs> I mean, I know a lot of people are bringing up the fact that we haven't won there since 1993. We haven't played there very much since 1993. And they're finally on an uptick as we're like on the weird downward roller coaster that is Stoke City FC. And we kicked them really, really hard <laughs> in the face and ruined. They spent, I mean, that's the other beautiful thing about this season. It's been 12 months long. We've ruined the <laughs> longest ever championship season for them. Stop. That's stop hilarious. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> what a what a what a beautiful sight. And I, I I think last night I called us the blue shell of the championship in that uh, it's a Mario Kart reference, one for the teenagers. Uh, the blue shell only uh, hits the people that are out in front. So Brentford looking like nothing can go wrong. Oh, here comes Lee Gregory. Forrest. Like, it's still stupid. I'm just, I'm still trying to process it. It's just stupid. Oh my God. I just, oh, would hate, hate, hate to be a Forrest fan. 
how many how many Brentford and Forest fans must have said last week? Oh, well, you know, it's close, but we've got we've got Stoke and Barnsley. Great, surely, surely <laughs> we will pull this off. And they just needed they just needed one win <gasps> between them. Oh my God, what a league! What a belter of a season this has been. It's been. It's been emotional, guys. Um, <laughs> but uh, finally, Stoke have, have ended a campaign, uh, ended the campaign, and we've got a bit of optimism from our sort of form of the final few games of the season. Certainly after Leeds, uh, congratulations to West Brom who joined Leeds in the Championship. Um, I don't know who's going to win the playoff spot. I know it's not going to be Brentford because you no, know, no heads have gone. Um, and yeah, commiserations to Wigan. Uh, not so much to Hull. Not never really liked him. And uh, who else went down? Charlton. Yeah, fuck him. Um, and so Tony. Oh, uh, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, Paul Wigan. Um, Tony, uh, believe you have a quiz for us. I'm afraid I do, Dave. It it looks back on oh, no. it looks back on the fact that, as you said, this is the longest football season has ever existed and it's sort of a memory test I need to be the quiz master because I can't remember the Brentford game um, so I've done some research so you both need to close Wikipedia it's very simple it's okay. higher or lower it's a higher or lower game um, so if somebody wants to start in who have a guess? How many games do you think league appearances do you think Joe Allen made for us this season? Whoever's closest will then lead on. Um, so he obviously got injured pre-COVID. Thirty-three. Thirty-five. It was thirty-five. Every well single top. one, but the yeah. last nine. I get you with your maths. Yeah. Shit, okay. Well, would you like to start then? Sure. Okay, so Joe Allen, 35 league appearances this season. Bruno Martins Indy. Hang on, 35 plus 9 is 44. That's bad oh, maths, yeah. Tom. Did he get but suspended anyway, he got it right, or sorry. injured or something? Probs. He started 34 and then sorry, he had Tim. one sub-appearance. But, yeah, I don't know. Uh, all right, so higher or lower then? Tom, Bruno Martins Indy. That is. I'm going to go with lower. That is correct. Well done. How does this format work? Do you then have to guess again? I'm not really up on quizzes. So, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah, Tom, Tom carries on. on. We'll 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 go with that then. Okay, so Tom Ince, higher or lower? Higher has to be. Played every week. Sort it of. is. Yeah. No, it is thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. Minutes. 38. <laughs> yeah. Uh, James McLean, higher or lower than Tom Ince is thirty-eight. Higher. No, he's thirty-six. Oh, he's ma- he gets suspended all the time, yeah. doesn't he? He gets injured all the time because he's yeah, a maniac. Exactly. So Dave, spirit. 
James McLean made 36 league appearances this season. Lee Gregory, mm. higher or lower? Uh, well, he's not really played much until recently post-COVID. I feel like that must be lower because we've started like one up front and it's been like Vokes or Campbell. It's got to be lower. According to the Wikipedias, Lee Gregory has made 40 league appearances this season. Fuck off. What? 22... He scored what? 22 starts. Like... And eight, 18 substitute appearances. Uh, oh, that that, oh that's... that's no. Nah. That minutes is, played. Minutes is, played. Oh, I feel robbed there. Oh well, apologies, but that was like when I explained the rules at the start, which you, which you then for some reason have cut out of the edit. Uh, <laughs> I did make it really clear. All right, so Greggy on four. It's, I'm going to say you're on two all. It feels like you're on two all. Um, anyway, forty. I'm not sure that's how this is when, when you're done. Uh, but there's a bonus round. Oh, so. <laughs> All right, uh, Samuel Raymond Klukas. Uh higher. higher or lower? He's got to be top appearance person. The Raymond yeah, he's forty four. Yeah. All right, so whatever. That was that bit of a quiz. <laughs> but I felt I just like I just like well looking done, at Tom. numbers. Yeah, well done, Tom. I think you won. Um, maybe Dave can salvage some pride. Who do you think played the most this season out of? Cameron Carter Vickers or Tom Edwards? Ooh. Oh, CCV or TE. Hmm. Oh, God. Because Edwards has been out of favour for a while, but has he been. I'm going to say that Carter Vickers played more. Cameron Carter Vickers, 12. Tom Edwards, 13. Oh. I would have gone with CCV as well. Trixie, isn't it? Because yeah. it was like three or four years mm. ago at the start of this season when Nathan Jones was here on his loan spell. Um, all right, Adam Federici or Mark Duffy? Federici. Uh, fed, feders. Yeah. yeah, Federici 7, Mark Duffy 6. Who is Mark Duffy? Does anyone... <laughs> What? Who is that? Remember Mark Duffy? I remember him playing for Sheffield United, but yeah, he, he was quite good, I think. Yeah. All right, yeah. Mark Mark Duffy or Lasse Sorensen? Total appearances, so including subs. Yeah, Duffy, still. Sorrow. Both six. Oh. Oh, trick. Go to minutes played. Last one, because Jesus Christ. Um, Tashan Oakley Booth or Josh Tyman. Um Ooh, well, Oakley Booth has played like two sub appearances. Tyman, Tyman played a whole game against Derby. No, oh, both shit. two. Both have played twice. Ah, oh, look at that with the, with the knowledge. <sighs> yeah, that'll do. I'll, I'll stop. I'll stop saying stupid numbers oh. and names now. But I enjoyed researching that in that extra half hour I suddenly had. What a Thanks quiz! Thanks for playing. What a quiz. Um, now let's move on to the the main part of the show: our end of season awards and stuff. Uh, this has uh, been a 
hotly contested prize throughout the years because since we've been going, the Player of the Year uh, prize has always been like fought out between like 10 or 11 players it could have been because we've had such successful, uplifting seasons. Um, uh, I'm trying to remember who actually has won the award in previous seasons. Uh, I think we might have given it to Bruno once. Uh, who knows? But uh, the Wizards of Drivel Player of the Season for 2019-20 is who, Tony? Uh, it's not Josh Tyman. Sam Klukas. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be uh, Sam Klukas in the main award. Uh, only player I think comes close is James McLean. I'd, I'd put my um, I'd put Macca on, in. Like, honorary shelf. You you would personally vote for McLean. Yeah, and I have about ten times on the Sentinel quiz because every time you read an article, it tells you to vote. Um, I just think some surprising things about James McLean in that he's 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 created the most chances for us, the most he's done like the most dribbles. He's scored seven, uh, assisted seven, which is equal to Klukas's scored eleven, assisted three. And he played left back for a bit, and he's playing left back again now. Mm. So, I don't know. I just like I like Maka, but Lucas has been great too. In in a way, I see your point because all the best players are left backs. <laughs> um, but Sam Lucas played a couple of games at left back at some point. I remember, so you could. I've, I've, it, it's very close between those two, definitely. So we're not saying Bruno Martins in them for his performances at left. He's back. been sort of a left-sided centre half a lot of the time. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think I think the, the the arguments around McLean are perfectly valid and uh, stand up. And uh, I think the the single moment of the season for me, the moment that sort of made me think things are going to be all right again, is him winning that corner against Sheffield Wednesday on one leg. Yeah. And, I've ju- I've just loved McLean uh, this season for just how Walters esque and just the fact he's an absolute bastard uh, on the pitch who you would hate to play against. I just think he's been tremendous. Um, obviously can't finish, but has uh, as Tom point- Thomas pointed out, uh, provide some uh, assists this season. Some absolutely. Stunning crosses as well, which you know is a bit of a, a weakness to his game. But like that cross for Bart's header at Bristol City was absolutely sublime. Um, yeah, so I think the McLean argument is sound, and it might be a more close run thing than we perhaps give it credit for the official club vote. But I think yeah, Klukas, top goal scorer this season from midfield, scorer of some some vital vital goals, has really. Run, run himself into the ground, has put himself about a lot. And it's kind of crucial to uh, O'Neill's resurgence with like the fact that he could just appear out of nowhere and, and score and score a goal. And the fact he's had to maybe step up a bit with Joe Allen's injury as well. He's had to be the sort of authoritative midfielder, that midfield leader, because around him are, are like Jordan Thompson, who's new and... Uh, Jordan Cousins, who's not really sort of that good, possibly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just really like Lucas. He's been all action. He's been everywhere on the pitch. And so, yep, yeah, good, good. 
really pleased with Klukas. Um, any other sh- uh, awards we want to dish out? Goal of the season. I'm struggling to remember a particular... I mean, Klukas for the halfway liner against Barnsley or the other one he did against Barnsley because absolute thunder bastards. Uh, I really like Campbell's goal at Huddersfield, but I don't know. What goal just sprang into your mind? I'm struggling to think of any goals that happened, but I assume Nick Powell scored one that was really good that I just can't remember. Um, my my first thought, if you say my so. first thought was was yeah for Crew in the playoff <laughs> final. <laughs> okay, yeah no, Clucas uh, was my first thought again. Although obviously my real first thought was yesterday evening, um, which was more about the build up than the actual finish. <laughs> saying the own, saying the own that, goal. I think if you could group together several goals, the Danny Bart header school of trying to break the net <laughs> deserves some kind of mention. But yeah. probably not. Maybe that's what we need to do. Maybe, maybe we need to be edgy and give goal of the season to Danny Bart's <laughs> header well, against. I feel like. Bur- Bur- Birmingham? I, f- <laughs> I feel like Jack Botland is going to have a tough time of it with awards and stuff, and I'm tempted to offer him the penalty against Leeds. Remember when we beat Leeds in the League Cup and then immediately lost in the next round to Crawley? That didn't happen. That is (laughs) distilled Stoke, isn't it? Literally just under a year ago. season. um, All that that happened. Incredible scene. Um, I think... However, we're defining young player. That has to be Tyrese Campbell, doesn't it? Um, yeah, it, that's been yeah. a positive of this season, seeing him amongst the goals and something really to look forward to next season. I know there will always be people who will uh, cry out for a ex goaler season striker and want us to always improve up front. And don't get me wrong, that would be nice, but I, it's really sort of exciting to have a player of his capabilities. Uh, potentially leading the line for us, potentially coming off uh, from the right-hand side. Uh, if he can build up his stamina and last for more than you know two games in a row, even better. Um, but yeah, uh, he's a cause for optimism next season. Uh, Nick Powell, uh, again, excellent. Fun, uh, fun one about that I'm suggesting Nick Powell. For a young player, by the way. Nick Powell... Per 90 minutes, Leeds Stoke City, with players who've played more than 1,000 minutes, in what statistic? Um, tackles. Red tackles. cards. Bloody Ooh. tackles. Nick Nick the tackling Powell, midfield powerhouse. He's had wow. a really good season. That's oh. interesting. Is, is he our most fouled player as well? It definitely feels like he is. But yeah. I don't know if that's statistically or maybe not true. the most fouls in to, in terms of sort of total, but definitely has the most fierce tackles uh, planted on him. So yeah. like the expected reducers are very very high. Yeah, people <laughs> think, oh yeah, I've heard about this guy. He's made of biscuits. Let's just see if he literally crumbles. Um, but there we go. Um, yeah, what Powell other, is what, by far and away our most fouled player. What other awards do do people have? Can't remember. Let's talk about more things we've liked this season. I liked us beating Barnsley (laughs) 4-2. Manager of the season. (laughs) 
Yes. I, like <laughs> uh, I, th- I think I think Rory Delap for that heroic defeat to, to West Brom. Mm. And it's nice to give Rory Delap an award. Uh, what things have we liked this season? I liked the Yorkshire away days, and I liked the fact that we didn't get relegated. Uh, what what things did you like about this season? The magic set pieces, um, especially post lockdown, they have been glorious fun. And long may Rory Delap uh, continue to be our set piece genius. Because <laughs> imagine going back to the Premier League. And then we'll be in like, oh, here comes Stoke, oh, set pieces. And it's like, yeah, yeah, but this time it's better than it was under Pulis. Oh. It's, oh. it's just going to reach the stage next season where it'll be, be free kick to Stoke, goal Stoke. They may as well just hand, <laughs> us, hand us the goal as part of the set pieces. So just they'll be in, te- in in the same way as Boaz Myhill intentionally gave away a corner to avoid us having a throw. Next season they'll be intentionally kicking us and giving us penalties to avoid a corner. <laughs> <laughs> that that would actually work. That's the tragic thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, right, I'd say run- Forest have already started that with the last one. Apart from they didn't kick it out for a corner, they just thought, you know what, let's let's cut the time and score an own goal. Would that have, would would that have been offside if he hadn't done that? No, but it would have been a goal kick because it was Tom Ince stepping onto it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, dear. dear Bless him. Um, I'm going to run through some quick-fire questions from uh, the listeners. Uh, Lee Hawthorne, if I gave you a cheeky seventh-placed finish for Stoke next season, would you take it now? No. I'm also saying no, not because mm. I think we're definitely going to finish in the top six or even that that's what I you sort of expect or hope of next season. I think we, we will do a lot better and I'm optimistic of us improving, but I don't want, I'm not going to go into a season with absolutely zero prospect of finishing in the top six. Cause no, I don't think any fan in the league would take that bet to be honest. Maybe Wickham, maybe I think Wickham would take seventh, but other than that, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to be a fan who would oh, take seventh in the championship next season. Um, I'm quite excited at playing Wickham. I'm not. We're going to get absolutely teams being in a good lead. We're going to get done. Oh yeah, we'll lose. Yeah, (laughs) we'll Um, start well and we'll play Wickham mid-September and they will beat us. Mm. Uh, What do we think of the Ryan Woods situation? He's uh, he's off to them Mill Walls. He's on loan again, isn't he? Yeah, apparently, which is weird. I mean, yeah. maybe they're paying us a reasonable amount of money as a loan fee or something, but it just it seems odd. I, I remember being very excited by him and thinking that he was really good, but at least two managers, both of whom I basically like, seem to think otherwise. Mm. So I uh, guess that's happening. A couple of related questions. What's your striker partnership for next season, return and bought players included? And how do you see the likes of Afobe coming back and performing? Is are we potentially excited mm. about new and improved Benick? I'd like to see him give it a go because he can. He can. We seem to be um, under Rower when we were stuck and playing long. We seem to lump it into Benick. Under O'Neill, we seem to lump it past um, the the opposition's defence for Sam's sandbag boots uh, Vokes to run on to. So it would be the most Stoke thing ever that we will go back to playing the ball in for a target man. Um, so that'll be fun. But yeah, 
Benick, Benick, I've, I, I thought Benick got a really tough time um, last season, and then Jones w- wanted to kill him when he missed all them chances, which happened. Um, so yeah, Benick, nice. Mm. I am Robin. excited at the prospect of maybe a phobie, maybe Campbell um, playing with Verlinden doing things. Josh Tymon doing those excellent crosses we saw yesterday. Verlinden doing similar. You Campbell, you Tymon, you Verlinden who've played together for a year or two in the, in the young in the middle. football. So, Tom, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Well, he, um, Liam Lawrence said he played really well yesterday, so that must be correct. There you go. Um, Robin Tunstall, what's eating Thomas Edwards, or even what is Thomas Edwards eating? Three centre-backs on the bench oh, ahead of him yesterday. Do we have a right-back situation? We definitely have a full-back situation. I don't know whether we'll be three at the back next season or not. Three at the back does give time and that sort of glimmer of hope, because I think he's definitely more a wing-back than a proper left back but yeah I think that's the priority as it should have been as it should have been last summer a priority should be full backs and the summer before that yeah. and the summer uh, before that and yeah. the summer before that can we please we sign, sign just Tymon just sign oh, any yeah. left no actually I'm not saying don't sign any left just any left back because then Stephen Ward will <laughs> Stephen come back <laughs> Ward was alright sometimes Yeah, he played well in that Barnsley game where we won a bit I think yeah, we... <laughs> Uh, everyone, well, actually, play, was, everyone plays well against Barnsley was, until <laughs> apart from Brentford well, and Forest. Yeah, <laughs> apart, apart from, from Forest. <laughs> everybody above us in the league, yeah. But we, uh, one of my things I enjoyed actually was Stephen Ward in that first Michael O'Neill game at Barnsley. I enjoyed the way Stephen Ward celebrated our goals. It looked like it meant more to him than anybody else I'd ever seen. It was really shocking like it was a, a genuine surprise to me because he was some old bloke who'd only just turned up really and really played <laughs> got one game jogged about a bit we we won and but it was like through the net at the fans and everything it was it was a a weird but nice thing marvelous scenes right um there's two minutes to go on the zoom call so i think we'll uh wrap it up here um it has been a long and weird and weird and frustrating and beautiful season. Stoke City finished the, in the high heights of 15th in the Championship eventually after the, the longest could season on record. Could finish 13th. Oh yeah. Could finish oh, yeah. 13th. Mm. Points up, up, up the EFL administrators. Um, so there we go. Uh, I'm looking forward to next season. Uh, Michael O'Neill, what a man. What a terrific, terrific bloke. What a fantastic job he's done. Um, and if you can remember about seven months ago, I said I was stepping down from this podcast at the end of the season and it's almost like the season didn't want me to, to leave, uh, the global <laughs> events conspired to keep me at the helm of this podcast, but this is my final episode as sort of the main uh, host of the Wizards of Drivel podcast. Thank you very much for sticking with me all that time. I will be around doing bits and bobs, hopefully, uh, doing a bit of a revamp of the Patreon time permitting, but it's been my absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for uh, listening once again. Thank you for joining me, Tony. Thank you very much, Dave. Thank you, Tom. It's been a pleasure. And finally from me, 
Go on Stoke.